0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bell, and we're going to start today's episode off by first talking about where we left off on Friday, Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. As I had discussed for a brief moment at the end of the episode on Friday, just a tease for this episode, that the Houston Texans are now willing to listen to trade offers for Deshaun Watson. But before we get into all that, I'd like to first say I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope you guys are excited for this week. I hope you guys are excited to listen to this episode. So, leading off into this, I'm going to say that from what I'm hearing, the Houston Texans are expecting a combination of five high draft picks and or starting caliber players. Now, is that a reasonable price? I would say, yeah, it is. Depending on how good the players are, uh, if the, I mean, if you're getting someone who, let's say, they're getting a quarterback like, I, I'm gonna put this one out there for example. Say if the, the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, I'd say the most that they're getting in return for Aaron er, er, for that trade other than Aaron Rodgers is one extra first round pick and maybe one other high quality player only because Deshaun Watson is a younger player but that's not even an opportunity. There's no way that Aaron Rodgers will go and play for the Houston Texans. With that being said, it will be harder for the Houston Texans to trade for Deshaun Watson with one of his former accusers coming out just this past weekend talking about the graphic details that pertain to his massages that he had been receiving from her and to say the least i'm not going to judge anyone on what they like or dislike from a massage but there are certain things you do not ask someone to do especially a professional to do, and it involves, let, in the accuser's own words, going deeper around the buttocks area. I'm not going to say exactly what she meant by that. I think we can all take the hint of what she meant that when you say, I would like you to go deeper, and don't be afraid to get in there. I would, I would really think that anyone who's listening could take the hint of what Deshaun Watson was pointing at. Now, who knows? For for all we know, this might not sway any teams from trying to trade for Deshaun Watson in the future. Uh, I think it will personally, but. I'm sure that there's some teams that are probably in such dire need of a quarterback to the where they would say, "Hey, uh, we we're we're okay with all this. We're we're totally fine taking on this entire problem or this entire situation." I mean, Deshaun Watson is a three-time Pro Bowler, and yes, this Pro Bowl is not what it used to be. It's not the Pro Bowl from, like, the early 2000s or 90s or 80s, where it was kind of more of a highly awarding thing for players. Like, it seems like there's players who go to the Pro Bowl every year who haven't been good for years, if I'm being quite frankly honest. um, I can't remember uh, when it was, but I, last time, Jason Peters... Had kind of made the Pro Bowl. Nothing against Chase Pierce, Future Hall of Famer, in my personal opinion. But, like, there was one year where he did not play well at all. And he was selected to the Pro Bowl. It's like, eh. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know how he got selected. Either way, still a three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, borderline All-Pro year in and year out. And quite frankly hasn't even hit the prime of his career yet he's still growing as a player and maturing as a player so needless to say there is a extremely high ceiling for deshaun watson at the moment especially with the stats that he had last year with the texans where he had really no weapons will fuller wasn't staying healthy randall cobb has already come out saying that you know it it wasn't the same thing as the Packers, uh, and he still had arguably his best numbers as a pro last year. I mean, last year he played in all 16 games, only the second time in his career that he was able to do that. Um, along with that, he had 33 touchdowns, if I recall correctly. Yes, 33 touchdowns and you know like based on his previous seasons i mean it he's he's doing really well as a as a pro quarterback like definitely a top five quarterback at the current moment and he's still growing if he was in a system or with a team that was more beneficial or like that would help him or that would benefit him more maybe if he had a certain top three wide receiver in the nfl i mean it that that might help him bringing they should have to trade away deandre hopkins of course as we all know they lost that trade but 33 touchdowns last year seven interceptions 112.4 quarterback rating. He had career highs in every category except for interceptions. He had a career low, which is a good thing, of course. And the the question is what, what teams are really like interested in a training for him at this point? Maybe the Denver Broncos, maybe only because they are in need of a Better quarterback. They, they believe that they're still in the Super Bowl window. I think if they were to have gotten Aaron Rodgers, they'd be potentially Super Bowl contenders, dark horses for the Super Bowl, but not Deshaun Watson. and I know that might be a little bit weird to hear, but like Aaron Rodgers just has more. He he has a more veteran leadership. I think he would come in and instantly, even though Deshaun Watson is. See, or viewed as a very high very high rated quarterback in the NFL aaron Rodgers just has that literally just coming off an MVP caliber or an MVP season and just has a higher caliber and higher degree of knowledge to where I would say yeah the the Denver Broncos would be either dark horses or Super Bowl contenders even in a conference that has, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the up-and-coming right, the up and coming Los Angeles Chargers. It's still super weird for me to say Los Angeles Chargers. I'm so used to saying San Diego. But the Denver Broncos, maybe... Would the Oakland Raiders make that trade for Deshaun Watson? I mean, I don't really think that they'd have... The draft capital with amount of players that they would need a trade to, like, equate to a even trade on both sides. Granted, the Houston Texans do like doing bad trades. They like giving up really talented players for next to nothing. A la DeAndre Hopkins. But... I mean could they get could they per- potentially get Derek Carr and two first round picks and maybe another stud player? I Maybe, I, I'm not sure. It, it's hard to say with the Oakland Raiders. And would John Gruden really want that? Because John Gruden likes to be able to kind of control his quarterback. Would he, Be able to control Deshaun Watson. Because Deshaun Watson knows that he's a top five quarterback. He's not going to take any crap from a head coach who hasn't done anything since his return to the NFL. Since his return to the NFL. Would it potentially the Pittsburgh Steelers trade the farm for Deshaun Watson? I mean... They could trade, they they have the opportunity to trade away some talented, good players and get their future quarterback. And for those who aren't aware, the Steelers, outside of Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger, have not had any talented quarterbacks. They've had really no one to support that team at the quarterback position besides those two uh i don't see them really doing that though only because the fact that they brought ben roethlisberger back for a single season i feel like the fan base would maybe become upset with the team but at the same time if you're thinking about your team's future like if i was a fan of the steelers yes you want to see Ben Roethlisberger finish out his career, but if you can trade Ben Roth, well, they probably wouldn't trade Ben Roethlisberger. They'd probably end up trading uh, some draft picks and some talented players. Maybe a I'm not going to say Minka Fitzpatrick, but maybe someone of his caliber. Maybe a TJ Watt, which I know Steelers fans. Are gonna blow up my social media saying we would never trade TJ Watt, but if if it's me personally, I'd much rather have a future Hall of Fame quarterback than a future Hall of Fame defender, potential Hall of Fame defender. Because both of them I'd say are on track to eventually make the Hall of Fame. But I would much rather have the, the Hall of Fame quarterback compared to the Hall of Fame Defender, personally. I'm sure a lot of teams would view it the same way. But the Steelers, would they be willing to do that? I I don't think so, just because Ben Roethlisberger, the respect they have for him. An interesting one would be the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are in a very tough division, playing with Aaron Rodgers. The future of that the nfc north in justin fields who i've already said before will end up being the most feared quarterback in the nfc north in a matter of four to five years would they be willing to trade kirk cousins and potentially a couple draft picks to the texans for deshaun watson i don't know uh, I think, I've already made it clear during the pre-draft process that the Vikings wanted to draft Justin Fields, and there was a lot of Vikings fans who blew up my social media saying that I was stupid, that I didn't know what I was talking about, and then the day after the draft had concluded, it came out that the Vikings were were wanting to take Justin Fields and everything, now... I'm not going to say anything to Vikings fans, but I I don't want Vikings fans blowing up my social media saying Kirk Cousins is our guy. Because it's already been shown by the Vikings that the Vikings know that Kirk Cousins isn't the guy for the long term. And Kirk Cousins knows that he's not the guy for the long term. He wants to get back to the market. He wants to go out and get another like mega contract with another team or try and get the most money than he can. I don't really... Like, Kirk Cousins is in the NFL trying to win a Super Bowl, but he's not really... At the risk of sounding rude, he's more in it for the money than to win a Super Bowl. That was evident with the the then-Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, and that's becoming evident now with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Would they potentially trade for Deshaun Watson, especially since uh, Kirk Cousins' contract is almost up, and that he will be returning to the market most likely. He won't resign. And then we look at the the Washington Football Team. And would they potentially trade for Deshaun Watson? Washington's been looking for a franchise quarterback for as long as I have been alive. The closest that they ever really got was uh, Robert Griffin the Third for that one year when he was uh, when he was a rookie. But other than that, they haven't had really anyone who you thought of as. A potential superstar Hall of Fame quarterback in my lifetime? And would they be willing to sell the farm to get Deshaun Watson? Would they have to give up Chase Young to get Deshaun Watson? And like I just said, I mean, we all know that the Washington football team loved Chase Young. They love him, but I would much rather have the possibility of a future Hall of Fame quarterback than a potential Hall of Fame defensive end or defensive player, especially with how good Washington's uh, defense was last year. They're like the only team that truly gave Tom Brady and the Buccaneers any issues. Would they be willing to trade the farm and get Deshaun Watson the Indianapolis Colts are another team that could potentially do it but I don't see that happening especially now with the injuries that they've been sustaining I don't think that they really see it as a worthy trade plus they can't really trade their first round pick because of the Carson Wentz deal from this year where they're the second pick that they traded for Carson Wentz could potentially turn into a first round pick next year so that can't be possible really um and and would they already admit to failures on Carson Wentz and I'm not saying Carson Wentz is a failure yet but I don't think that they would do that New Orleans Saints would they trade away potential assets would they trade away the Michael Thomas and some other talented players to the Houston Texans in exchange for Deshaun Watson. I don't know if Deshaun Watson would want to go to the New Orleans Saints because of the fact that they'd be losing Michael Thomas. I'm not sure if it would be really be worth their time, or his time. And then the only other team that really would be a possibility would be the uh, the Detroit Lions another team who is in the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields and nothing against Jared Goff but I don't think he's as good as Kirk Cousins on most Sundays so they, ha- they just got a bunch of draft picks uh, from the LA Rams in exchange for Matthew Stafford why not trade Jared Goff and a couple of those draft picks to the Houston Texans in exchange for Deshaun Watson? It actually would not be that bad of a trade when I think about it. I forget how many draft picks they got for uh, Matthew Stafford, but Either way, like they, I feel like they would be one of those teams that would be kind of set up pretty well for potentially doing a trade with Deshaun, for Deshaun Watson. I mean, they would be getting—if I recall correctly, and matter of fact, I, I am recalling correctly, the Detroit Lions got two first-round picks— uh, and and Jared Goff in exchange for Matthew Stafford. Now if the Detroit Lions traded those two first round picks and Jared Goff to the Houston Texans and who knows maybe their extra first round pick that they'd have uh or their for next year, trade that one as well to the Houston Texans. Then For the Detroit Lions, it would really only feel like they lost one first-round pick when you think about it, because, yes, you traded away Matthew Stafford. He didn't want to be there anymore, though. You would be getting your future franchise quarterback, who I personally think is better than Matthew Stafford, and definitely at that point in his career, with how old he is, uh, Deshaun Watson is, he was definitely, but he's definitely a better quarterback at that age than what Matthew Stafford was. And you'd really just be trading, you'd just be trading away the two picks that you got from the Rams, and your next this next year's first round pick that you have, that'd be a great deal for the Detroit Lions. That'd kind of set them up for the future, with, with for success. I mean, now Deshaun Watson, would he want to go there? I don't, I don't think so. But if he's serious about not wanting to play for the Houston Texans at all, then why not go to the Detroit Lions? Yes, the Detroit Lions have been a dumpster fire franchise, but I think there would be tons of head coaches who would flock, or head coaching candidates next year, that would flock to... uh, potentially replace Campbell at head coach for the Detroit Lions if the Detroit Lions don't perform well this year because they would have Deshaun Watson we know what Deshaun Watson is and is capable of and while Dan Campbell for for all we know Dan Campbell would bring in Deshaun Watson and be even more successful because I do think that and I'm sure no one would disagree with me on this if the Lions had Deshaun Watson, they would perform way better than, uh, than with Jared Goff. So, you know, that's kind of a, that's kind of one of my dark horse teams for the, uh, for Deshaun Watson to go to. I mean, yes, they do have a history of ruining players' careers, a la Barry Sanders, Matthew Stafford, and Calvin Johnson. But, I mean, Barry Sanders wasn't a quarterback. I don't think Matthew Stafford was ever as good of a quarterback as Deshaun Watson, even though Matthew Stafford is an extremely good quarterback. And Calvin Johnson isn't a quarterback. He's a wide receiver. Now, the fact that the Lions did kind of destroy two careers at the same time, in Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson kind of says something but I I don't know I think that that might be uh I think that'd be actually a pretty good fit believe it or not yes he would have to come in the Deshaun Watson would have to come in and compete with Justin Fields and Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins who would not try to be mean towards the Vikings fans but I don't really see as a true competition to Aaron Rodgers and at this time he's a competition to Justin's field, or Justin Fields but if he somehow is on the Vikings in three four years still I don't think that he'll be competition for Justin Fields by that time I really don't think that he'll be competition for Justin's, Justin Fields next year if I'm being 100% honest. Because I think that Justin Fields will light it up this year, and the Chicago Bears will move on from Matt Nagy, and then they will uh, bring in a head coach who is going to suit Justin Fields very well. But the whole Deshaun Watson situation is very interesting, and... It does make it interesting with the Detroit Lions now that I just brought up the point that they do have the two first round picks from the Los Angeles Rams. Now, Houston Texans fans would not be happy at all about having Jared Goff. Matter of fact, I'm not sure if they would start Jared Goff or Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I think that they'd probably have to force Jared Goff into the starting role, just because of the fact that, you know, Jared Goff would be making way more than Tyrod Taylor. But it, that would just be a very hard situation for the Texans fan pay, a very hard pill for the Texans fan base to swallow. But at the same time, I do know that Texans fans do want Deshaun Watson to be, Deshaun Watson to be happy. And They also want their team to succeed. I don't know. I I don't know how they're going to succeed. I don't think they're going to succeed this year with Deshaun Watson or without him, to be honest. It just depends how badly they're going to do. And no matter what, I I feel bad for David Coley, the Texans head coach, only because he kind of is walking into a dumpster fire organization at the moment and then that that sucks to say because a couple years ago the texans were very respectable and they looked like a team that was on the on the coming up in the nfl like circles and is like a team that will be competing for super bowls in the next couple years or so but Bad trades and bad draft selections have ruined that team. And bad management, it's really a shame. And I feel bad for David Coley as a first-time head coach that he he has to walk into this situation. I mean, when you search up, last time I checked, when you searched up the Texans' head coaching position, David Coley doesn't even come up as the head coach. It doesn't come up as Bill O'Brien, but, as a matter of fact, I'm going to search it up. If I recall correctly, it comes up as Romeo Cornell. And yes, it does. So it comes up as Romeo Cornell, then Bill O'Brien, then Eric Mangini, and then David Coley. So, I mean, it's just not a good situation to be in and we'll we'll have to see what happens with this whole Deshaun Watson situation is he going to be traded before the season starts I think the fact that no one's really talking about the possibility of him being traded is a sign that he might be traded before the start of the season in some I know that might sound weird but I, I could see it happening and don't be shocked if it does happen with that being said, when we return, we will be talking about the Indianapolis Colts and their injury issues pertaining to Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson when we return after this. Welcome back. This is the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bell. And as I had talked about right before going to the break, we are about to be talking about the Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson's injury. Now, the reason why I bring them both up at the same time is because they both have the same injury. It is a foot injury and Carson Wentz had surgery today on it and... There have been no complications from the surgery. It went well, which is a good thing. Now, the unfortunate news on regards to this is that Carson Wentz will be out 5 to 12 weeks. Now, let's say it is 12 weeks. That officially will eliminate my... Prediction of Carson Wentz being a top five or borderline top five quarterback this year. Now that doesn't mean that I don't. That I think he's going to be a bad quarterback this year. I, I just can't put him in that top five or borderline top five if he hasn't played a good amount of the season. That would put him returning if he was out for twelve weeks towards the end of October. And. I I can't do that. I can't put someone into a top five category that will miss, you know, essentially half the football season. And the reason why Quentin Nelson is in the news as well is because he, like I said, suffered the same injury and now is uh, predicted to miss five to 12 weeks as well. Now, hope is not all lost for the Indianapolis Colts, who I did have as a dark horse Super Bowl uh, contender. Mainly because Philip Rivers did say that he would potentially come out of retirement if there was a team down the line, say halfway through the season, that had an injury at quarterback and need, needed him to step in. Now... That's because he wants to finish uh, finish the season, win a Super Bowl, potentially. Would it be crazy for him to come back and play with the Colts, a team that he technically just retired from playing or just retired from a team that is is quite frankly a dark horse for the super bowl in my eyes and a lot of predictors eyes uh some people even just have them as super bowl contenders now i i'm I, I if, if i'm frank reich i am not begging philip rivers but like i would be pretty adamant like hey you should really come back and play help out this organization help out this team um uh, I think that would be an amazing thing for the uh, for the quarterback to do. Now, this has the, the reason why I want to bring up Carson Wentz with this is Carson Wentz, even after leaving the Philadelphia Eagles, is completely just kind of screwing over the Eagles, and he, he he's kind of screwing over the Colts. Because I saw a meme today where it showed the eagles hauling in a Trojan horse into the Colts' kingdom. And it said on the head of the horse, it was Carson Wentz. And in the stomach, if you are familiar with the Trojan horse story, there was a bunch of Trojan warriors inside the Trojan horse that came out at night and started to slaughter everyone in the kingdom. Now, in the Trojan horse's stomach, it says the injury curse. Which, it's kind of true thus far. You you, you have your best player on your team in Quentin Nelson, who's now injured. Same injury. And Carson Wentz, who's your potential future at quarterback, in my opinion, who has the same injury. Now... That screws the uh, Eagles because if he played a majority of the season, they or I, I think it's a snap count a, a certain snap count. The Eagles would get a first round pick instead of a second round pick. I don't think they're going to end up getting that now unless he does come back within the five to twelve week span instead of like the end of the twelve week span. But I I just I I don't I think that he. I made to where the Eagles won't get a first round pick now there were rumors like I said where currently retired quarterback Phillip Rivers would consider coming out of retirement to join a quarterback needy team but he did say late in the season hopefully the Colts would be able to convince him to come back for the full season now or even just the beginning half of the season, but I have an even better option for the Colts. And how awesome would this be for the Colts to do? Don't worry about Phillip Rivers. Don't try and convince him. Like, you can if you want, but try and convince the quarterback that you took way back in the, with the first overall pick. I am, of course, talking about Andrew Luck. Convince him to come back and play with the Colts. Now, that is so unlikely, but how awesome would that be? I mean, that <laughs> convincing the 2012 first overall pick, the guy who played lights out, played like Deshaun Watson uh, when healthy, played like Aaron Rodgers and a top 5 quarterback when healthy to come back and save your your team season from despair and just, like you you, you could lay make it to where you said Andrew just come back until till Carson Wentz is back and healthy and you can leave if you want please it it'll, it'll be great it'll be It'll make you look so good, or look so good. It'll help the team. It'll, it'll help your wallet. Now, would Andrew Luck do that? I don't know. It seems like he's pretty content with being retired and being away from the limelight. But if the, he did that for that organization, came back, and kept them competent. say Say he misses till week eight. And the Colts are 5-3. and three. And then Carson Wentz come ba- comes back. And maybe Andrew Luck just retires again. Collects the couple paychecks that he got. Or that the 8 weeks of paychecks. And then re- retires again. He would help the Colts be potentially still dark horses for the Super Bowl. And... Quite frankly, he he, it it would be a good look in it, in my opinion for him. Now, maybe the Colts would be like convince him to stay for longer, and then all of a sudden Carson Wentz would be riding the bench for the entire season. Andrew Luck would win comeback player of the year. I mean that's a tall stretch, but let's be honest here, Colts fans, you want Andrew Luck back, and yes, it's a, it's multiple years. uh I forget what year he retired, but he's been, he retired in 2019, right before the season started too. And I mean, would would he maybe come out of retirement after being out of the league for two years? Maybe his body feels good and he's kind of pulls a. Rob Gronkowski says you know what I'm ready to return My body feels good I want to compete And I want to go out and win some more Super Bowls Granted Andrew Luck hasn't won any Super Bowls But you get the point Would Andrew Luck Potentially come out of retirement For the Indianapolis Colts And Help them I think that if he did he would definitely be Better than any quarterback That they could pick up right now Definitely would be better than Philip Rivers. Nothing against Philip Rivers, a potential super or, or future Hall of Famer. Definitely not first ballot Hall of Famer in my opinion. But, you know, it, it, it'd be a stretch. It'd be a very far stretch, especially since back in early or er, mid-April, the Colts had spoke to Andrew Luck during their quarterback search in the off season and pretty much asked, like, you know, is there any possibility that she would return to the Colts? And pretty much he 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 responded with that he is staying retired. But if I'm a Colts fan, I am finding any way that I can get in contact with Andrew Luck. Uh, I know he's not really a big social media guy, but find some of his family who is, and or like his his friends, and be DMing them maybe. Because if you could get Andrew Luck back, I think that you're still dark horses for the Super Bowl, even with Andrew Luck being out of the league for two years. I mean, there was there was there was a couple seasons where he was injured back to back, and it was pretty much like he was out of the league for two years, three years, and it it won't be it won't hurt, I guess you could say. It would not hurt to try to go and get a player who has done nothing but good for your organization when he was on the field healthy. But with that being said I, I don't know. I, I think that the Colts are, as of right now, out of... Well, they definitely are out of the Dark Horse Super Bowl contender race, in my opinion. Unless Jacob Eason ends up being a stud at quarterback and may only hold down the ranks at quarterback against that start of the schedule. Which, if he is able to do that, then he might as well be starting at quarterback. And Carson Wentz would be a backup at that point. But I I would just say it doesn't hurt to try with Andrew Luck. And if not him, definitely be reaching out to Phillip Rivers. Now, we're going to go into a different subject. We're going to talk about the uh, New York Giants and what's going on in their training camp and how it's going Really, really, just amazed. Not amazing. Not amazing at all. Today there was a full team fight at Gi- or at Giants camp. With to put to put it pretty much in perspective, uh, Giants running back, oh god, I'm blinking on his name, Corey Clement had busted through a hole and taken off for a very long run when Logan Ryan, the defensive back for the Giants, completely laid out Evan Ingram on a a late hit, which caused a fight, and somehow some way daniel jones got in the bottom of the scrum and pretty much the dog pile and first of all if daniel jones is going to fight people at practice that's not a good thing you know you know you want to show that you're a tough quarterback and everything that's great but you also need to be smart you need to stay out of those situations but i don't think that's what happened but Dale Jones and ended up at the bottom of the pile. So what ended up, ends up happening, Joe Judge is livid. He is very upset. Sideline reporters had talked about the amount of expletives that were said from Joe Judge and he uh, had the entire line or had the entire team line up line up on the goal line. And he had them run one hundred yard gassers. Now, for those who have been fortunate not fortunate enough to never have to run one hundred yard gassers, you don't know the pain. Those suck. Every five yards, you go down, you come back, you go down, you come back for the full hundred yards. It is awful. It is exhausting, especially at the end of practice. Now, granted, I only ever really did it when I played high school football. I can tell you this, college football players and pro football players hate that just as much. Now, Joe Judge had them do 100-yard gassers. Now, it was noticed by Joe Judge that at the end of the uh, of the final of the final gasser, the 100 yard gasser, some of the players started to kind of walk, and that there was less running. That really pissed off Joe Judge which resulted in him sending them all on to do another 100-yard gasser drill. So they had to do two 100-yard gasser drills. Adding to this, after doing those 100-yard gassers and not hard enough, uh, Joe Judge lined the player's up in the foul line and they he had them do pushups it was said that after that there was a dead silence during practice except for Joe Judge who the only thing you could really hear was his whistle and him yelling, screaming explicitives, and from what I'm hearing from everything that you'll probably read, there was so many explosives And pretty much just worked them into the ground for what they did. And many people are saying that they've never seen Joe Judge this angry. Which, I would say this is what the Giants need. They need a good kick in the butt to get back into like what they used to be they need almost like a Tom Coughlin-esque coach which Joe Judge in this instance definitely seems like a Tom Coughlin-esque coach but I mean I I would hate to be one of those players especially tomorrow that you're going to be so tired after two 100 yard gasser drills and then doing push-ups after. And just getting yelled at, screamed at. I'm assuming under a very hot summer sun. I, at, at one point, I feel bad for those players. Because, you know, it's kind of part of football. Is to fight a little bit. But at the same time. Oh my god. Bravo, Joe Judge. Bravo. I hope. I hope that those players I hope to see those players being I hope that he's whipping them in the shape essentially. Like I hope the Giants are good. The the NFL is a better league when the Giants are good. When one of these marquee like teams or one of these classy teams that have been in the league forever is good. I believe that. The NFL is better when the Packers, the Bears, the Steelers, the uh, Giants, and I'm thinking about, let me see here. When those teams are good, the NFL is just so much more interesting. When the 49ers are good, the NFL is more interesting. When the Raiders are good it's more interesting the broncos these teams who have legacies of being very good franchises multiple super bowl wins it just makes the nfl a more exciting place or like a more exciting league to watch it it, it just it just makes everything more exciting now We're about to head to break. When we return for our final segment, it's just going to be a short segment wishing two players in the NFL a happy birthday and a fun little stat or a little knowledge for the NFL fan that may be listening that they may not have known when we return after this. welcome back this is the football news and knowledge podcast i am your host joshua bell now the two birthdays that are in the nfl right now number one the best to ever do it the goat tom brady happy birthday tom brady seven times super bowl champion the stats say it for themselves future first ballot hall of famer Guaranteed lock into Canton. Probably will have another ring by that time. Have a ring for each finger on his hand. And for those who are saying, oh, what about the thumbs? Technically, those aren't fingers. But if we're gonna say that, then I'm gonna say that the AFC championship rings that he had with the Patriots will be the rings on the thumbs. Uh which means he already would have he would have those already. He'd have a full set of rings but happy birthday to Tom Brady and then happy birthday to Zach Wilson the quarterback for the New York Jets, the quarterback who I had at the top of my draft board for the best quarterback coming into the league this year followed by Trevor Lawrence, then Justin Fields then Trey Lance, then Mac Jones thus far there are people and reports that Trey Lance has been performing very well at uh camp and certain people have said oh do you think you're gonna be kicking yourself for having trey lance so low and quite frankly i don't yet mainly because everything i've seen out of trey lance has been uh, like all of all the highlights that i've seen from trey lance have been no balls where like he's fitting it into tight windows granted it is I mean, or it's, it is just camp it's not like real games but When I look at like Kyle Pitts for the Falcons, he's catching balls in tight windows. And I'm just wondering when I'm going to see those throws from Trey Lance uh, with the 49ers. Now, Zach Wilson, I'm still standing by it. I think that he's going to be the best quarterback in the draft. And I just want to say happy birthday to him. And to finish it off, I'm going to finish with the little interesting fact of the day which actually pertains to both these two players Tom Brady is exactly double the age of Zach Wilson they share the same birthday so think about that think about Tom Brady and all the greatness that he is and Jets fans, uh, for anyone who's looking forward to seeing Zach Wilson, think about Tom Brady was able to win seven Super Bowls in 20 or in, in yeah, 22 years, 20, yeah, 21 years. I think actually, I think this is his 22nd season he's going into. It's hard for me to remember. It's so many seasons with Tom Brady. Unlike other quarterbacks. Uh kind of a shot there. But Jets fans. Tom Brady could did it. You guys could do it too. Now, granted, I don't think that Zach Wilson will win seven Super Bowls, but I think you guys would be happy even if he brought you to one Super Bowl and won it. And just think that for all we know, that could be his future Zach Wilson could be the future best quarterback in the NFL history I like I said that's a very high mark to like leave for a player to say he's gonna be the best to ever do it and I kind of hate that when people say that uh I remember people saying that about Andrew Luck like oh this guy could be the best to ever do it uh there, there's been tons of quarterbacks that have had that mark on them. I mean, I'm if I recall correctly, just this year, people are saying Trevor Lawrence has the potential to be uh, one of the best ever. And it's like that's such a high ceiling to achieve. Let's just start off with making his first Pro Bowl. Winning his first game, actually. Let's start off with that. But with that being said, happy birthday to Zach Wilson. And happy birthday to the GOAT, the legend, the best to ever do it, Tom Brady. I hope you guys all have a great week. We'll see you again Friday. Until then, have a great week.